But this is a late edition of the Anything Goes podcast. I'm sorry I'm coming to you guys so late in the evening. Well, it's nighttime now. It's after 9 o'clock. But today's been one of those days where nothing was going right. The easiest thing for me to do would have been to just give up and say, hey, I'm going to do this tomorrow. But I didn't want to do that. I promised you guys an episode, and we're going to do it still upbeat no matter what went on today. I got to do what I have to do because I want to stay consistent. Um, it's Friday, November the 1st. It's homecoming for Winston-Salem State. I graduated from Winston-Salem State. I started at A&T, so last week was G-Ho. Um, it's, to me, it's all about where you start and where you end. So I'm a raggy. I'm a ram and an aggie. I'm going to coin that. I'm going to trademark it. If any of y'all take it, remember where you heard it here first and break me off a percentage. I don't mind that. Uh, we can make money together. Y'all be safe this weekend. Um, don't drink and drive. If you're going to be drinking and smoking, doing whatever, don't do any hard drugs. But if you're going to drink and smoke weed, get somebody to drive for you. Don't get caught out here under the influence to where you have to go do time behind this. Because if you get locked up this weekend, you're not getting out till Monday. Seriously. And that's going to mess up your job and you might get rolled up or fired. We just don't want that to happen. I don't want you to hurt anybody and I don't want you to hurt yourself. So be safe, be responsible and have fun. Have fun for me. Turn up. I'm not on campus tonight. I'm talking to you guys because I love y'all. So this is episode 11. And this episode is titled Real Nigga Reparations. And I got this title, of course, from Nipsey Hussle who was one of my favorite rappers. Uh, he's in my top five, definitely. My personal top five. Uh, and it's from the dedication song on Victory Lap. The song with him and Kendrick Lamar. I'm glad that he was able to make this album. I think it's a classic if you haven't heard it, which I'm pretty sure you guys have, because when he was murdered, everybody showed this man so much love. But if you haven't heard that album, go listen to it. Listen to Dedication. Um, Real nigga reparations. Now, reparations by Webster's term means the act of making amend, offering explanation, or giving satisfaction for a wrong or injury. That's what we need as black people. And I'm talking to my black people. Um, I have, hope I have white fans or Hispanic fans. Or one day, you know, when I do make it, people can come back and listen to this episode, I don't want them to think that I'm a poo porn. I am pro-black, but I'm not anti-white or anti-Hispanic. I need to make that perfectly clear. I love everybody, but black people, we've never been compensated for slavery, the Jim Crow era, or the era we're in now, where it's uh, black people that's being killed and brutalized by police. I don't necessarily believe that we will get money. Even though money will be good, I don't think that the United States is going to do that because you keep people oppressed by cutting off the resources that's going to make them rise to power, which is money. Money, which is fictitious. It's not real, it's, but you need it to survive. You know, that's just how it goes. And I say money isn't real because it's something that was just made up. We used to use the barter system. If you can do something and I can do something and I need what you can do, then we'll just switch off and trade. But somebody came up with the bright idea like, hey, 
let's come up with this dollar or euro and you know we we just gonna go about that um used to show power by having gold that's what showed wealth and showed power the person with the most gold usually was in control they just turned that into something that you print up and put on a piece of paper and you give it to people uh and black people we're not getting a lot of that <laughs> let's just be honest you know what i mean i saw a statistic the other day that blew my mind it said that only 50 percent of black men make more than twenty three thousand dollars a year that's sad um, as a black male, I can't, I can speak on this some, somewhat, you know, I have been blessed, but I can speak on this because even though I may make more than $23,000 a year, I'm not making enough to where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm balling out of control, which I don't want to ball out of control. I don't think most people want to do that. They want to be comfortable or, you know, when their car messes up. They don't have to wait two weeks to get it fixed or a month to get it fixed. They can just go get it fixed right then and there. Um, so we've been controlled by the dollar. We've, we've, we're controlled by money. If we have money, we'll be able to do more and you'll be able to build your community. And I don't think the United States wants that to happen. Why do I say that? And I say that because Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street uh, was happened in Durham, North Carolina. We've had what happened in Rosewood. We've had communities destroyed when we tried to build them up. Um, that's not the agenda. You know, we are hated people and we just have to be honest about it. Um, and then they don't apologize about this at all. Like they're unapologetic about hating black people. You know, and I'm saying the country as a whole. I'm not just saying white people. The country as a whole hate black people. So why would you give us money? You know, we deserve it, but they're not going to do that. That's just not a part of the plan. So we we can circumvent that. We can leverage for better laws um, and prison reform because at the end of the day, we're minority still, and we're affected by these laws probably more than anybody. And we're just going to be honest. You know, guys are out here, women too, children, taking penitentiary chances sometimes, but we're given harsh penalties. And sometimes these are first offenses, first offenders, Sometimes these are people that aren't doing any really, really bad crimes. You know, they're not murdering anybody. I guess you could say, okay, well, they're destroying the community. Well, black people don't bring drugs into the United States. We know that to be true. And I'm not going to get into that on tonight, but we know how drugs get here. We know how they're manufactured and we know how they're dispersed. So that was an agenda already. And... You're incarcerating people for years and years and years. And no, I mean, they're not rehabilitating. When you put them back out into society, they really can't make any money. They're going to go back to doing what they want to do. So we need to change that. That's a reparation. Seriously. And that's a start. You know, we can 
also get them to help us focus on the underdeveloped communities. You go into the urban cities and you see, okay, well, these people aren't really making um, money or a lot of money or they're uneducated or undereducated. Uh, textbooks, which, you know, no one uses textbooks. You know, everything is digital now. We have technology. Uh, my son, he does his homework on an iPad that's provided by the school. But when you go into the schools, they're not up to par. You know, my son, he goes to follow. I went to follow. It still looks the same from when I was there. And I can go to another middle school, let's say Clemens, and it looks better. You know, uh, it's a newer school. It wasn't around as long as follow, but it's better. And in our community and in our neighborhoods, that needs to be fixed. The schools that are here, they should be up to par, up to snuff. And that's something that the United States could definitely look into and if you don't want to give us money, you can put those resources into our community and you can still maintain a level of control, which that's what they want us to do. And I'm not co-signing that. Don't get me wrong. Fuck them and their control. But we would love to have resources pumped into our community and we can actually see it, see it and it's tangible. Another way we can go about things is... um fair and better fair and better treatment from police officers to me i'm gonna talk about this i think it's um a script that these people read from a few episodes ago we talked about this this is probably one of the biggest plagues in our community um because you're not just targeting poor black people you're targeting black people regardless of their stature and their status. And we need to get these folks off our backs. You want to give us some real nigga reparations to get these pigs off our backs, man? For real. Tell them not to be so trigger happy. It's seeming like more and more cops are coming onto the force just so they can uh, exude some type of power and authority over minorities. And I don't I'm not going to say that white people and Hispanic people or Japanese or Korean people aren't brutalized by these same cops, but we see it more and more in our community because there's less of us and the number is staggering. So you want to give us some real nigga reparations. And, you know, when I say the term real nigga, I don't mean that you have to be out here in the streets getting to it. Nah, that ain't what it is. But I'm going to talk to y'all like the majority of my fans, they understand where I'm coming from. And I mean, fans, I got like 20 people that's going to listen to this and I appreciate y'all, but I want to talk to y'all like I would want people to talk to me to where I can understand and I'm not dumbing it down, but we need to get these folks off our back. And that's how we can do that if the government mandates it. Like, hey, you know, when you do kill a black male or female or a black child, you're going to be penalized, you're going to prison, or you're going to pay with your life. Because if one of us kill a cop, depending on the state that we in, oh, we're going to prison.
That's for sure. You know, I'm not even making that up. You know, but it seems like they can kill us and get away with it. That's something that needs to be corrected. That's a start. We're, I don't, I don't get it. You know, when I look up and I think about it, there's really no even playing field for us. Like, it would be cool if somebody could go into a bank and it's easy for a black male or a black female to get a loan or a grant. You know, I've seen, I've went to school with people um, whose family were from other countries and they're, they're women. They're successful. You know why? Because in their country, they're taught that. These people are coming over here and they're already knowing what they can and cannot do and what money is accessible for them. I learned some stuff this year financially um, at the age of 31. You know, I turned 32 last week, but at the age of 31 that I didn't know. And I'm pretty sure that my mom and dad didn't know this, but it's something that I learned on my own. And that's tough to be 32, 31 years old, and you're finding out stuff that you could have been used a decade ago to your advantage. And that's something that we as black people, we need this. We need to be educated. We need to be taught that this money is accessible, but it goes back to the agenda. These people won't even apologize. And when I say these people, I'm talking about the government, the United States. They won't even apologize for slavery and say, hey, we were wrong. We took you guys from your homeland and we're going to compensate you for it. Some people don't feel like we need anything, but we do because we're at the mercy of the masses. And then you're going to have some black folks that I'm not going to say you're ignorant. I think some people are misinformed that are like, oh, you got to get up off your ass and you got to go get it. Yes, you do. Trust me. I know this. And I think a lot of people do know it. The majority of black people want to be in better positions and they're going to do everything they have to do to get there. But sometimes we need other um, other means and we need other resources and we need our government to have our back. But they don't. And that makes it 10 times tougher. If I'm going into a bank and a white man is going into a bank and we want the same exact loan, the same the same amount of money, and we could be making the same amount of money. I might be making more money than him. I might not get that loan. It's a, he has a better chance of getting that loan. And that's not good. So when I talk about building up our community... If we do get money, if say we're compensating and they're giving every black person that works, they're, they're doing it by tier. Like, hey, you guys over here, you're going to get an extra 1500 a month. You guys over here are going to get 2500 You're going to get 3500 a stipend or something every month for the next, uh, well, until you die. You're going to get this amount of money. We could put that money back in our, into our community, opening up hospitals, uh, libraries, schools, grocery stores, um, clothing stores, uh, banks, churches, all of this. If we were getting 
that type of leeway and leisure and money, if we were getting that type of flow into these neighborhoods, we would be better off. But I don't think that's, and I know that's not what they want, you know, because that'll give us a upper hand. So we want fair and better treatment. We want to be treated as humans. I mean, we were hurt. We were damaged. You know, and that's a lingering effect that goes from generation to generation because we're in the same position that we were before. You know what I'm saying? Like, things haven't gotten better. What's gotten better is time. Things have just changed over time for the United States. It looks different now than it did 50 years ago. But that doesn't mean that black people have gotten the upper hand. You can't give me scraps and say, hey, be thankful for this. No, 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 no. You owe me more than that. And we are owed more than that. And I, and I want black people to think that we're not. Because we are, and we're not begging you for anything by all means. Black people, have, we've been getting it out the mud and, you know, putting the world on our back and on our shoulders since the beginning of time. So we're not begging you for anything. But when Nipsey talked about real nigga reparations, this is what he meant. And this is what I mean. This is what we need. This is what we deserve. This is what you owe us. You owe me this. You owe my son this. And we want it. You can keep your money. But you can invest in us in different ways. You know, those days of us uh, bowing down and bending over backwards are over. Black people want what they deserve and what's entitled to them. Yes, I'm saying entitled because we are. Because we helped build this country. Some will say we built this country. We put it on our backs. Y'all took from us these inventions, these ideas that's making this country go round and round. So you mean to tell me that, hey, we can take from you, but we're not going to give back? No, that's bullshit. The Jews were brutalized. They were killed. Germany said, hey, we were wrong. We're going to compensate y'all for that. What has the United States done for us? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Got the Rooney rule, Rooney rule in the NFL. You know, we got more black NFL coaches and more black quarterbacks and got more black NBA head coaches. Um, okay. All right, like, thank you. We appreciate that. But that's not enough. That's not enough. That doesn't make up for all the years and years of, of struggling and suffering. No, like I said, this ain't for us to, I'm, I'm not doing this begging for anything, but what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And we're due. We've been overdue. We're overdue for this. Some people are like, hey, 
what they tell LeBron, shut up and play ball. No, we're not shutting up. We're not sitting back. Those days are over. When you look at what the Holocaust victims, as of 2012, they've gotten over $89 billion in reparations. Think about that. Think about it. Over $89 billion as of 2012. Come on now. So you want to give me a job because you're trying to meet a quota? Hell, sometimes they look at our names on these job applications and they can't pronounce them. So guess what? Moving that to the side. They have finally in the last few years made it to where you don't have to put down what your ethnicity is. Why would they do that? Think about that. Because they know some people just have a natural bias and prejudice. Seriously. So the next time somebody is saying like, why? Or asking a question like, why do you feel like you need this? Well, you tell them to come listen to me. And I'll tell them why. And you can list the reasons why. Why we feel the way that we do. not begging for for anything. We're not even begging to be treated fairly. We're telling you what you took for, from us and what you owe us. Pac said the best. Like, man, I thought, wow, you stop asking, you start taking. And that's what we own. Now, how many entrepreneurs are popping up that are black? I'm going to do it myself. But everybody not like that. Everybody's not born to be an entrepreneur. Hell, pay us what our white counterparts are making. Seriously. And black people, we can educate ourselves. Don't think we can't. We can do that. But a part of the problem is we've been brainwashed. Real talk. We've been brainwashed. We got to deprogram this. I'm putting that part on us. Change our mentality, our way of thinking. We don't need food stamps and all that. Nah. Can pull this shit together, get it for a while, and then get off of it. Like, nah, we don't need that. We're gonna do this ourselves. But we gotta be prepared for what comes with that. The backlash. <laughs> for real, it ain't funny, but it's funny. The backlash from them trying to plant drugs on you. Or you gotta be ready to die behind what you believe in. But we can do it. But we do them real nigga reparations, though. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it fucked up. We do that. We owe that. Even if it ain't in the form of money. Even even if it's not them putting money in our hand. 
need to apologize for it. And they probably have. It's probably on the books. Was it sincere? Hell no. Because nothing changed. You can't give me scraps and tell me I'm having a steak dinner. Hell no. Where that ribeye? Where that T-bone? Where it's at? I need that thing medium, medium well. For real. We do that. We are do these things. But we're not finna beg. We're gonna take. It's the time of the takers right here. That's my word. We in a country that doesn't like us. We're undervalued, underpaid, and over brutalized. I mean that. When Nipsey said, real nigga reparations, I felt that. Word up. We want the money. We want the resources. We want the fair treatment. You owe us that. You give a damn what nobody say. You don't owe me nothing. Now, this country owes us that. I mean that. And don't no black people, no black person listening to this need to think otherwise. Think for yourself, but you need to, we all need to be on the same accord for this. And I'm sorry if I'm coming off preachy, but this mean a lot to me because I'm talking to my folks. The ones of us in our 30s now, it's our time. It's still our time. Them baby boomers had it. For real, they, they had it on lock. Then our parents came. I'm sitting outside, so there was a car going up the street while a truck. So my bad, I apologize. But they had it on lock. We're not too old. We can still teach these 20-somethings and these teenagers we can show them, we can show them a different light. It's on us to get this started. It's on me, it's on you. That's my word. They gotta hear from us. They gotta feel us. They gotta understand us. We want respect. And we do respect. So the next time they talk about reparations, hell, get ignorant with them. Like, now nah, we want them real nigga reparations. It's my word. <laughs> and that's, that's some old nigga, neighborhood Nipsey. That's a word to him. That's a word to neighborhood. He put us on game. He gave us the blueprint. And we finna take that bitch and we finna run with it. But look, that's all I got for y'all tonight. I'll be tapping back in. Shout out to my brother Vito. He know why I'm shouting him out. And it ain't about your birthday, boy. I told you to hold my feet to the fire when it came to this. And today you did that. You called me out. And I appreciate that, my nigga. I love you. But everybody, tonight, this weekend, for the rest of your life, Put you first. It's my message for y'all. Put you first. 
You are that nigga. You the shit. You matter. If nobody else is going to put you first, you put yourself first. You seek that validation from within. You don't need it from anybody else. You do your thing. You're precious. You're valuable. And you're worth something. Sometimes we get in our own way. We get in our mind. We want validation from other people. And we don't need it. You are great. You are amazing. And always remember that. When times get tough, come to my podcast episode and listen to the end. I'm going to give you a jewel every time. But I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to stop. I don't want you to stop having a reason to live. Okay? Remember that. Again, it's homecoming season. It's fall. Thanksgiving coming. Y'all be safe. Have a good weekend. Turn up for me. As always, man, I love y'all. And I'll be back in a couple days with another episode, man. All right? Y'all have a good one. I love y'all. I'm out.